Hey, this is Matthew fucking Justice, and you're listening to Wrestling Cheers. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you're absolutely intense. This is Wrestling Cheers. We like to talk about things going on in the Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a review for last Friday's AIW show, the traditional Black Friday show, Hell on Earth 15. I am your host, I am Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe to your ever listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers email if you so choose a desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com and we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net like i said this is a review episode for last friday's hell on earth 15 and this week we got charlie what's going on man uh how's, how's it going for you how'd the weekend treat you uh, it was nice and relaxing uh two two wrestling shows and then a, a nice spaghetti dinner on sunday it was nice and we also have returning Pam. Hi, guys. Welcome back. Thank you. Good to be here. So, uh, Hell on Earth 15. Great fucking show, but let's talk about this venue. We talked a little bit before we started officially recording, but I want to get your guys' thoughts on this podcast of what you thought about it. Me, I love how big that venue is. If this is a once-a-year thing, if this is the official Black Friday location for... AIW shows because of everything at the Odeon. I'm 100% fine with that. I love, love that venue. Uh, There's a lot of room for fans, and it seemed like we were, that was the most I had ever seen in AIW. I think that was is the, the biggest or the most uh, tickets they've ever sold on a show, if I'm correct. Maybe beating out Gargano. It's, I'd have to get that from John Thorne, and, but that's something they'll probably talk about on that podcast whenever they get to that point but i loved it um there was a lot of stuff for matt to jump off of but he didn't uh spoiler alert and there was still like a lot of room for the merch tables and plenty plenty of room for that long ass kevin nash line what were your thoughts on the venue and everything charlie uh like you said there's a lot of space for everything uh free parking is always a plus uh, it's a little bit further than the Odeon for me, um, but I definitely uh, liked what they could do with that uh, venue as far as, you know, the space, there being things to jump off of, uh, how they had the concession set up. Uh, there were multiple bathrooms, so not everybody was trying to cram into one uh, set of them. Uh, there were police there, but, you know, they, they didn't really get in anybody's way. Uh, or show up when they were actually needed. So, uh, you know, it was, it was a good good time. Overall, it's a good experience. I definitely wouldn't mind going back there. How did you feel about it all, Pam? I thought the place was great. Um, I even commented on AIW's Twitter earlier. Like, it was incredibly packed there. Like, we all know that. We were all there. And I didn't have an anxiety attack like I probably would have anywhere else. So that was pretty great. Uh, big parking lot. I like that it was free, like Charlie said. Um, but I thought the venue was great in general. Uh, I hope that there are more shows there in 2020, at least one. Fingers crossed. Uh, but yeah, I'd love to go back. It made for an epic show. You know, one thing I'd like to see more at AIW shows, it would have to be something along like this scale of this type of uh, r- where we have this much room is outside vendors. 
that's something we don't get a lot of, and mainly because, like, in the in the merch area, I mean, it's pretty much enough for the wrestlers, and that's it. And sometimes, you know, wrestlers are trying to make room uh, for for themselves. But this one, like, they even like try to sell off, like, hey, we have additional room for merch tables if anybody wants to wants to buy one. And you know, friend of the show, Michael Porter, he did. Uh, he he sold some stuff, and I I sat there and thought about it, like. I've gone to like some other shows and sometimes it's really cool when you have people like selling like a bunch of figures and magazines. Like granted, we get that a little bit with what we have left from like the Biggins collection, but it's cool when we have somebody like new, like we have uh, two sweet toys, which probably would have been great there and, and, a, and a bunch of other like companies too. Um, but little random thought that I, I just had, but it, it, I love that venue like I said, if it's a, it's a once in a year thing, I'm fine with that. Yeah, the free parking, I'm, I love a good free parking. On top of free parking in a parking lot, because like right. Ak- Akron's like that. Odeon, yeah, it's at a parking lot, but you have to pay for it if you want to get like one across from the venue and like behind it. I've never parked there, but then you get like that. Then you get the Winchester, where it's like, yeah, the parking's free. Go find it. It's on the road. I literally park in the same spot every single time for every Winchester show. Like, I just go to that street, and I'm guaranteed that my fucking space is going to be there. Like, I don't even bother anymore. (laughs) I've had to go down at least a couple, couple streets. And, like, the two that are closest, like, beside that venue, like, it's just lined with cars on every single, like, opening that you would normally be able to park. But sometimes you'll find... Some spots on the road, but it is difficult. And that's one thing I do, uh, I get aggravated by. Because, like, yeah, it's free, but fuck, I'd rather pay for the parking and then have the dude staring at me trying to tell me how to back my car up in the parking spot. And I'm like, don't worry, I I can do this, trust me. So, besides myself, because I did it, I take it, neither of you did the Kevin Nash uh, meet and greet. No. But I'm considering doing the Scott Hall meet and greet when that comes up in February. The the Scott Hall one will be will be a good one. Already, I've already met him, so like I'm kind of good on that. I don't know if I'd if I'd want to do it again, but I can see when having it at in Akron, like that'll bring a different crowd, like people who probably maybe even they they saw the flyer for that show i can't remember which one it was off the top of my head uh was it keep the change of no anyway it was at a some christmas show and yeah they probably didn't want to come to cleveland but now it's going to be in february so yeah i could see i could see people from the akron area going there and even the canton area so that actually might be and especially too if you didn't get a chance to come to that show like yourself yeah that was uh i really regretted and i uh, was really hoping he'd come back and they did they'd set that up again so when i heard that i'm like all right that's definitely set in stone for me i will be doing that meet and greet it's one of the few that i'm interested in doing so i think my whole thing like i wanted if i would have wanted to do him again it had to be with nash it had to be the outsiders but getting them spread up like okay i got i got my kevin nash got that photo got that autograph now when Scott Hall comes, un- unless I manage to get my hands on a Razor Ramon Hasbro, like mint on card, I'm, which can't be too cheap, I'll probably skip on that. How about you, Pam? Did you get a get a picture with Kevin Nash? I don't think you did. Did you? I did not. Um, I'm a little broke these days, but. If I did, I was trying to get my uh, my mom's Magic Mike DVD, and I completely forgot all about it when I was there for Thanksgiving. So whenever like I got there and I saw Amanda, I was like, shit, <laughs> I could have got that and I forgot it. So that would have been the only reason why I would have done it if I had done it. Amanda, she was contemplating it before we left, and I was like, well... Th- She's been to Comic-Con, so she knows kind of what that's like. And I'm like, they're going to have 8x10s like they do at Comic-Con. So, like, if you want one, or want an autograph, like, you can get one off one of those. And she's like, okay, yeah, I'd rather do that. And I'm like, okay, cool, fine, whatever. And then I was going to get a 8x10 just signed, which I halfway wish I did. But um, Pedro was selling the the retro figures 
20 bucks a pop, which I'm like, motherfucker. But I'm like, I really, <laughs> I really want this one and I want to get it signed. So I'm like, fine. Like, here's my money. So yeah, that's, that was my experience with Kevin Nash. And I got to, I don't know, thank him for the memories and everything. I always like to do that with some older wrestlers like that that I meet. And for him, I'm just like, yeah, I'm loved you as Diesel. And now I'm a truck driver. So there's that. Right. So we have a lot to get into on this card. Um, we had 10 matches that were announced, but then we had two completely unannounced pre-show matches. So I don't know how much time some of these matches are going to get. Some might get a lot. Some might get next to none. But let's start with the first pre-show match as I'm trying to get my results back up. <laughs> I scrolled back down too far. Anyway, we started off with Calvin Tankman versus Levi Everett versus Johnny Patch versus Braden Lee. This was, if I'm correct, three out of the fours debut in AIW. Calvin Tankman has had at least one or two matches in AIW. One was a last-minute fill-in, so it's cool to see him back. I love seeing Levi Everett. Um, Pam, you told us before we started recording that you kind of missed a lot of the pre-show stuff, right? Yes, uh, unfortunately I did, because I've been looking forward to seeing Levi Everett, because I hadn't seen him in person yet. I just heard about him on the tweets and stuff, um, and then seen him like kind of at shows just like there, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, I was kind of bummed, because Calvin was in that match, and I freaking love Calvin Tankman, and I'm very upset that I missed it. Charlie, what were your thoughts on this match? Uh... For it being a uh, surprise that we were going to get this match, uh, it was it was decent. Uh, there's a couple hiccups here and there, um, but I think it was just uh, I would probably say nerves for for one of them. Uh, he was he's so quick, but he's just I think that just kind of threw some of the the stuff off in the match. But it was really great. Um, I really 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 want Levi Everett to to be back uh as often as possible him tankman's awesome uh i just give me everybody I, I liked everybody in that match and then uh i i really enjoyed what they did the, the next night at uxwa as well like a few of them were in a uh, scramble as well and it was probably my favorite match of the weekend so that match on uxwa was calvin tankman versus levi everett versus Braden lee so those members of that this match minus Johnny Patch, but plus Trey Lamar and Adam Slade. That's Adam Slade. I think debut in Cleveland. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the Lost Boys. Huge fan of IFHY, which was also on on that UXWA show. So uh, when that comes out, if you get a chance, go go check that out. Uh, Pam, I've been told you know somebody on commentary on that show. Yes, I do. For those who don't Actually, know. Actually, I, I know both of them, but... Well, we all know both of them. It's my boyfriend, but... <laughs> yeah. One is none other than Stacy. Uh, I missed the whole second half of that show, so that's something I might end up revisiting. Uh, the first half, I, I thoroughly enjoyed. And actually, I've, if everything works out for me, like, in 2020, I wouldn't mind starting to go into UXWA more. It's just going to depend on how it falls against other shows and, like, personal stuff. So if like if I can go, I want to go because it's a nice alternative. It's not as long drawn out show, and it's it's some of the same people, but a little different at the same time. Right. So it was Calvin Tankman winning via the screwdriver. Uh, going back to with that, I, Levi Everett is somebody I want to see be a regular in AIW because I don't think he got the reaction he deserved. He got it the next night on UXWA. So maybe if they bring uh -huh. him back next month or they bring him back. He comes back, let's say, at the Akron show next year, uh, the first one in February. Maybe like that would be the big pop that he deserves. And I think so many AIW faithful are going to fall in love with Levi. So that, that's like my final two cents on it. Sells birdhouses. <laughs> I, Everything about it is so great. Like, <laughs> like I was having a conversation with uh, Jonah from Pod Van Dam, and we were just discussing like uh, – different stuff like uh since he produces and i'm producing my podcast we, we talk back and forth about stuff and he just stops in the middle of the conversation he's like wait is he selling actually selling birdhouses and i was like yeah i was like that's part of the thing and he's like that's amazing he's like i wonder if you can actually take photos with them or not so <laughs> so great and then like 
uh, I guess Mance, uh, Mance Warner had convinced uh, some people that like they that, that that's his buddy that he drives him around and stuff like that and oh so good like just the stories for him already is is amazing so yeah when I first very first saw him at an AIW show I didn't know he was a wrestler and <laughs> I <laughs> I was like what the fuck is an Amish guy doing at this show and so he was like oh no he wrestles and I was like oh okay because I've never I had never seen him before so I was like pissing myself at first because I thought there was really an Amish person just like hanging out watching the raffles you know like Rumspringa right (laughs) who the fuck cosplays as roadkill and comes to a fucking wrestling show (laughs) I mean, I would consider it. That'd be that'd be a fun Halloween gag. Well, let me see. I I have suspenders. I have the pants. I have a button up. All I need is a hat. I kind of got the beard. Maybe shave it a little bit, but oh, dear Lord Jesus! <laughs> I could pull it off. Justin's <laughs> next gimmick coming right up. I'm gonna go with uh, Levi's extended family. <laughs> That's cousin Levi. What? 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 I would say, what would your name be, brother? What? <laughs> um, I don't know if I'd go with the uh, last name Jebediah or Yoder. <laughs> I mean, kind of gotta go Yoder. But Je- I don't know. Je- I don't know. Jebediah could be the first name because I don't know yeah. if Jebediah. Yeah, yep. Jebediah Yoder. Jebediah yeah. Yoder. <laughs> brother Jeb. <laughs> <laughs> no cousin. I'm come. I'm. We're cousins. We're not because you know cousin. he's from Indiana. I'm from Ohio, you know, there's there's a little bit of a difference, so that's that's my cousin. There you go. <laughs> um took a photo of you churning his butter. Hey. Sometimes cousins have to help each other out with chores. That is nothing that we shun in our community. <laughs> Le- Levi oh, shit. Levi, I'm just saying you handled it like you've been there before, man. It's perfect for your gimmick. Levi Everett probably came there on a horse and buggy. And speaking of horse, we had next up the Young Studs versus Bulking Season. This was a match that I was a little bit occupied during. Uh, I think I did walk away for a little bit, so I didn't really see too too much of it. But I love the Young Studs. Young Studs is the like the one of the measuring sticks of tag teams in AIW. It kind of comes between down between them and Two Infinity and Beyond. But then you have Bulking Season. I fucking love those two. And the more I see of them, the better. Uh, Charlie, what were your thoughts on this match? So I missed the first half of it. I was uh, getting my friends into the building because they were buying tickets off me that I had previously purchased, uh, since I'd upgraded my seat to ringside. Um, <laughs> nice. yeah, well, which I actually have to thank you, Pam, because you, uh, retweeted that and I, I talked to the guy and we got that all squared away. So thanks for that. Cause that made the night better. Uh, I came back and I was like, Oh, awesome. The young studs are in a match walking season. This should be good. It was, it was fun. Um, I mean, your your basic tag match. The tag division is so stacked in AIW right now. Uh, These guys are just, you know, working their way through the ranks. So it's good stuff. It was the Young Studs winning via Tiger Bomb. Nothing much else to say about that. But we have a lot, a lot more show to talk about. So we will move on. We'll actually move into the, the actual Hell on Earth 15 card. And we started off with 40 Acres versus... Aeroform and Wheeler Yuda slash Cuda. I was gonna say Wheeler Cuda. <laughs> um, this this was a fun start for for the actual show, and I I really love Forty Acres. Mike, I I think Aeroform if they're gonna be used in AIW, whether it's a tag team or split up, it's gonna be help, helping with a lot of the the younger wrestlers out. So getting a chance to see all three members of 40 acres in one match. And like, that's kind of also in the tag division and they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in 2020. What are your thoughts on this match, Pam? Uh, I think it was a really great match. Uh, I love all three of the guys in 40 acres. So being able to see them together, like since it's just been two here and there recently, um, seeing all three of them together uh, was really great. 
they put on a hell of a show, uh, and I love that we got to see AJ do that leg drop. What were your thoughts on everything, Charlie? Uh, when 40 Acres first debuted, I absolutely hated them, um, <laughs> which I think was the, Cal- the intended uh, reaction. Calm down, um, Cornette. <laughs> but once uh, once I kind of like got into what they've been doing and everything like that, um, and then seeing them outside of stuff they've done in 40 Acres, like Trey Lamar and AJ Gray are like two of my favorite people to watch now. And PB has always been so impressive. Um, I mean, when I really first started getting back in AIW, he had just become the champion. So uh, the absolute champ. So it's uh, it's cool to see him kind of rebound from that and uh, go in this different direction. Um, really enjoy what they do. Uh, of course, uh, AJ's leg drop is one of the, the great things to see on an AIW show now. Um, hopefully he keeps that up. Hopefully it doesn't destroy his butt because, uh, I mean, if Hogan doing that leg drop and he's not even coming off the top rope, destroyed him. I mean, very true. worry about that down the road. But, I mean, it's it's awesome to see live. It's it's uh, almost breathtaking. Um, unfortunately, Wheeler Yuta and, and Aeroform had to be on that the losing side here, but uh, they still put on a, a good show. Overall, uh, it was a really fun uh, six-man tag. I, AIW is known for their scrambles. They're known for all these different things, all the hardcore aspects, but even the six-man tags have become like a really fun thing to um, see on their shows. For sure. Four-way tag matches are my favorite, but going back to this match, it was 40 Acres that won via AJ Gray's diving leg drop. Uh, I really hope 2020 is a fantastic year for AJ Gray. The dude deserves it, and I think he would was starting to pick up a little bit of momentum at the end of this year, and I think it's going to continue. Next up, we have a match that I had been waiting 993 days for. It was Veda Scott returning to AIW versus Alley Cat. This is actually one half of a dream match that I really, really wanted to see. Won't necessarily ever happen the full version, which would be Veda Scott versus Alley Cat versus Josh Bishop's slutty cat, versus the not-around-anymore Shotzi Blackheart pizza cat, but not saying too much. I have heard a rumor that a pizza cat junior has the potential to emerge in 2020. That's all I'm going to say, so I'm really hoping that does happen, because that will keep my four-way cat match intact. But anyway, we had this particular match, Veda Scott versus Alley Cat, and... Um, could you say it was a game of cat and mouse? And I didn't mean that as a pun, but that kind of came natural of how it was played out. Uh, thoughts on it, Charlie? Uh, I mean, anytime you get Alley Cat, uh, in AIW, it's, it's a blast. And then, uh, I might've seen Veda once or twice before. Um, she, she's always been really great to see. So, uh, this match was a lot of fun. Um, that's the first time I ever saw the, uh, the, the box spot yeah like i i, I yeah. at least live i've seen it before like on you know uh on uh shows but to see it live it was really funny to see um there were still cat toys being thrown around by the main event so i mean there was tons of cat toys uh it was a good time it was a good match uh wow. i'd like to see more of both of them in aiw i might have came home with some cat toys for dexter by might, I mean I did. So <laughs> he was really happy about that. Um, Pam, what were your thoughts on this match? I thought it was a really good match. Um, getting to see two Catwomen together is always a great time. Um, I absolutely adore Allie, so that's always a plus. But getting to see the box spot live, I thought was really cute. Uh, I looked up and I saw her and I'm like, oh my god, if I fits, I fits. Like, that was just... It, it was cutesy. And I loved it. Um... But it was great seeing Veda back at AIW. It had been a very long time since we had seen her there. And it's always nice to have a ladies match on the card. Because Lord knows we don't get them too often anymore. Like I said, 993 days. That's not a number I made up. That was doing... That's insane. I didn't know if you were making it up or no, being serious. So. that is 100% <laughs> serious. I did the math from her last AIW booking, which was GNO. The final GNO as of right now. Holy shit. 
and to now or till that Friday was 993 days. She was a week short of a thousand days. I could have sworn she had been on a card after that with Greg at one point. Nope. Yeah. Because right after that, I've seen her at WrestleMania weekend and uh, I hadn't seen her since. But I, 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 I know I joked about it like earlier on Twitter, like last year was the only year I never seen her live, but I still bought like three shirts off of her directly. <laughs> so yeah, I, I was extremely happy about this. Um, it, it went exactly kind of how I thought it would go. It was Alley Cat winning via the Pal Driver, and Alley Cat, I fucking, I, I'm much like everybody else, love her. And also, like I said, seeing Veda back in AIW was great. Hopefully, she comes back before 993 days, so we get something maybe later this year, maybe next year. But she is a traveler. I mean, she had two days in Cleveland, but then she went down to North Carolina on Sunday. And she's going to be bouncing around this country for a couple weeks, maybe even about a month. But then I know she's going other places. So she keeps really, really busy. So hopefully she comes back. And you know I'll be happy. Next up, we had Eric Stevens versus Alex Shelley. And uh, Eric Stevens fucking sporting some new gear, I believe. Fucking crazy, crazy ass match. What were your thoughts on this, Charlie? Man, these two uh, tore the house down, uh, which is exactly what I expected them to do. Uh, Eric Stevens just went and stayed down at the end, which I thought was a really good uh, sequence there uh, to finish it out. Um, and then after the match, uh, can we talk about that? Can we talk about uh, my boy Lee oh, hold on. his well, rematch? Well, can't we talk about it? And you basically just talk about it. We'd get to that. Like I'd probably, like, <laughs> I'd probably throw it to Pam. What were your thoughts on this match? Okay, blah, 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 blah. I don't really have anything to add. So I'd be like, <laughs> okay. And then after the match, and actually, I was going to fucking turn it to you. But since you just want to <laughs> fucking blow it, here you go. Here's your time. Go. <laughs> I'm waiting. Yeah. I'm come I'm on. very excited Lee. for it. Lee Martin, yep, come on. <laughs> what did what, what did Lee do? What did Lee do? He came out, sat next to him, and 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 asked for a rematch, and then he got his rematch. Wow. <laughs> I'm a good. I, I tell stories, man. I don't make movies. I tell stories. <laughs> um. Do you want to go back? to a couple weeks ago though because i thought that is going to be something you were going to add in well i mean we could talk about that yeah uh so at qcw uh a a local company out my way um i went to that show and i was talking with him after the show and i told him how much i really enjoyed his match with alex shelley and i told him i was like you know i was like you're you're gonna get another match with him i was like i can feel it i was like the way that match went, I was like, it makes sense for you to get a rematch and to, to have that another time. And I was like, ah, maybe it'll be mania. I was like, but I just got a feeling you're going to get that. And he's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And yeah, there we go. So I think them two just work so well together. I I, I can't wait for that rematch. It's probably going to blow the other one out of the water. Anything else to add to that, Charlie? Anything else you want to do the show? Uh, oh, the Eric Stevens Alex Shelley match was really, really good. Go out of your way to see it. Uh, get it on uh, Smart Mark on demand when it when it's available. I will say this match was better than Pecan Pie because Pecan Pie is trash. Pam, what were your thoughts on this match? This had my match of the night pretty much lined up until the end of the show. Um, it brought the fucking house down. Like it, it was an epic match. Those two put on one hell of a show. They could have fought all fucking night, and I would have been happy. Like it, it was a fantastic match. <clears throat> Excuse me, but those two, they really know how to put on a great wrestling match for sure. Can we can we talk about the end of the the, the show now? Can we talk about that? <laughs> no, we won't talk about the end of the show. We'll talk about it when we get there because that is a very big moment. Uh, yes, it was Alex Shelley who won via the Border City Stretch. And yes, it was Lee Moriarty who came out to challenge Alex Shelley to a rematch that I was kind of surprised that he just was like, yeah, I'll give it to you. Because that, that promo started off like he was going to say no. <laughs> Next up, we had VSK versus CPA versus Dominic Garini versus Big Tuan 
Tucker. Oh, love this match. Love, love these competitors. Uh, had a fucking blast. What were your thoughts on it, Charlie? So I always uh, have the, the bad luck of the draw of getting like annoying people around me. And I had a small child that was very excited that he could just yell like three letters at people for the entire match. So I don't remember much of this match at all, actually. Um, I remember Dom doing some cool shit. Uh, that's that's about all I really remember. So, yeah. I remember CPA dying for this shit. <laughs> I, I I vividly remember that it was right in front of us. Um, what are your thoughts on it, Pam? Um, <clears throat> uh, I thought the match was really good. I always like uh, Tuan and Dom and CPA in a match. Uh, VSK is newer to me, so uh, getting to see him wrestle was pretty cool. Uh, but I thought it was a good match. I kind of had to dip out halfway through because my sciatic started killing me. So, like, I was trying to watch bits and pieces, like, through the glass so I didn't get to see a whole lot. But I know it had to be a great match because those guys know how to put on a very solid match. And Tuan with that spear can't beat it. Unfortunately, though, it was VSK winning via a low blow. And that that puts VSK 2-0. In, at least in singles competition in AIW, so let's let's see what we get at the end of this month with him. He's he's got to be coming back. He's I figured these two shows getting wins is he going to become a regular very soon? Oh oh yeah, that's what it seems like. He's a sneaky little fucker. <laughs> uh, I've I've heard VSK stands for very serious Keith, but I don't know if I don't know if that's a reliable source. My good friend Dan Housen tells me that is true. <laughs> Uh, and then, is this where we got intermission? Yes, I do believe this is where we got intermission, so we will be right back right after this. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. And coming back from intermission, we got the production versus To Infinity and Beyond. Really love Derek sporting the Cleveland Browns colors for his, his tights. Fucking awesome. Um, match exactly is what what I thought it would be between these two. Fucking the production has been on the rise for a while. Even like like this was a Dan Housen list production, and like I said, even though they're not champions, Two Infinity Beyond is a measuring stick within AIW, and they I think they showed it here once again. What were your thoughts on this match, Pam? Number one, fuck Two Infinity and Beyond. Number two, Derek's gear was stunning. I absolutely love the new Cardiac Kids-esque gear. Um, but the match itself was very good. Uh, like you said, the, <clears throat> the tag team O2 Infinity and Beyond is a measuring stick in AIW. And Derek and Eddie have been growing together so much over the last year's the production that they're able to give us these matches with anybody and they're going to give us a fantastic match. Um, I don't want to infinity and beyond to become tag team champions ever again. I'm just going to say that right now because don't like them, but <laughs> um, the production is definitely one of the best teams in AIW right now. And they're going to be a hell of a force coming into the title shot again here in the future. I think the one thing about two infinity and beyond maybe you yeah, have definitely shouldn't be tag champions, but they are, they are a tag team because they were champions for so long that people instantly hate them. And I think <laughs> it's going to be a very entertaining match. Whoever you put them up against, uh, it might mm -hmm. not be talked about in a lot of people's match of the year in AIW, but their feud as a whole with PME was fucking great and that absolution oh, match absolutely. 
was amazing. I know people out there who have seen, who don't necessarily like comedy wrestling have seen PME and other promotions and they've kind of shit on it and thinking like, I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to them, their wrestling ability. I'm like, go watch that fucking match because there's, there might be some comedy spots, but it's a little, those two teams were fucking killing each other. And and the story that they told was PME was finally better than two infinity and beyond. They could finally outclass them. They could finally beat them at their own game. They could withstand all the bullshit and finally fucking win. That story alone is why they're great, but we're not talking about PME right now. We are talking about two infinity and beyond. Um, Charlie, what were your thoughts on the match? Uh, This is just, Goes to show you that how stacked the AIW tag division is. I mean, there's three tag matches uh, on this card, and each of them were great in their own way. This match, um, I, you could honestly look at this and be like, okay, you could see why either team should pick up the win. Um, it was an excellent match, uh, which doesn't surprise me what whatsoever. I mean, Eddie only has been doing uh, amazing things. I like what Derek director has been up to and yeah, uh, to infinity and beyond doesn't have the belts anymore, but they are still uh, that measuring stick. Like you guys said it, they they've, they've been through everybody. So uh, for the production to pick up a win here was huge and uh, definitely puts them one step closer to a, uh, production versus PME tag team title match. It was the production winning via flip coast to coast, according to Caden. Next up, we had KTB versus Eddie fucking Kingston. Ed, God, this was another fucking hard-hitting match. Love Eddie Kingston. Love KTB. He's from the woods. I'm not sure if you know that. What were your thoughts on this match? Start with Pam. Um... I missed part of it <laughs> because of my sciatic again, oh, okay. but I caught the last half and <clears throat> excuse me, KTB has grown so much over this past year. And for him to have an opponent like Eddie Kingston, it was a great match to actually get to see. Uh, like you said, he's from the woods. Everybody loves him. I'm doing a hand motion as we speak. Um, you did not bring <laughs> your foam finger though, did you? I didn't because I it's a long story. <sighs> Sad face. I, I hope it's not destroyed. But yeah, so and plus I how can I go against Eddie in this match? Like it's Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they definitely had a fantastic match. I'm glad I got to see at least a piece of it because Ed Eddie wrestling in general is a treasure and him versus ktb was definitely um a good match for ktb to have what were your thoughts on it butters would you consider these guys hosses uh <laughs> definitely ktb i kind of want to consider eddie too i i have them as like borderlines what i feel like it depends this... on how much eddie weighs <laughs> well this is hot tub eddie so i don't, I don't know <laughs> oh that's another good thing about that venue too <laughs> Get the hot tub and yeah they uh they they tore it down they i it felt like a hoss battle them two going at it just some of the the sounds and, and noises that were made in that ring it was oof, it was uh pretty crazy uh i really enjoyed it that's that's all i got about that so it was eddie kingston win uh winning via saido next up oh we go from the hosses to, well, what do you want to call these two? Fucking Mance Warner versus Nick fucking Gage. Deathmatch gods. Yeah. death yeah. Deathmatch gods. This was, uh, well, this is like probably the first match where they started going everywhere. We had a little bit with the, the four-way before intermission, but this is where it started to go fucking nuts. Uh, fucking love these two. And, uh, God, there was one point after the match where like Nick Gage is right by me and then he goes to like slap my hand and my hand's not even fucking out and I'm like immediately like well my hand was out but it wasn't up I should say so immediately I was like I'm afraid like this motherfucker gonna like hit me or something I'm like hand hand (sighs) I fucking love this match 
Uh, what were your thoughts on it? Butters. Uh, they used a pack of cigarettes as a weapon during the match. And then, and they then announced, you know, smoking's bad for you and, and threw the, the almost full pack of cigarettes out, which was really funny. Um, there are some interesting spots in this match. Uh, I won't get too far into them. Check out the, uh, Smart Mark video. I'm a show for them today. Um, <laughs> but the, uh, at the end, uh, actually before he went to slap your hand, there was a small child next to me that insisted he high five Nick Gage. And Gage was like swearing, and he's like, "Oh, my bad!" Like it was so funny. It's just so funny. And I was like, "Yeah, Nick Gage is for the children, you know." So, I mean, I kind of wish he would have hit that kid, but yeah, me too. I mean, honestly, with any type of weapon, uh, but you know, it, it is what it is. So. Well, so so we don't sound like total assholes. It was like this this, this little kid who was definitely GA kept coming yes. up into the front row and kind of invading our space. Not like, oh, I'm going to stand at the corner where there's no chairs. It's, oh, this chair's empty. Well, I'm going to move over a little bit. And like, if there would be a direct line on both sides of your chair, like going straight forward to the the barricade, he would hug that imaginary line and probably even like kind of like go over it a little bit. And it was kind of like, man, I get it. Like you're part, you like really love this show, but do you know what personal space is? Like, get the fuck away yeah he was it was it was bad he was all over like my personal space like it was uh you could tell children don't have that knowledge of what personal space is because he was just all over and on his phone and like just uh it was it was a lot but i have the patience of a saint so we're good uh pam what were your thoughts on this match uh it didn't get as crazy as it could have which probably for the first time it being at that building that's a good thing um but those two definitely had a great match uh it was good seeing them two in the ring together again and uh mdk all day no spoilers watch it on smart mark <laughs> no spoilers but i'm about to tell you that nick gage won I know. <laughs> you know what i mean via power driver on the ramp women through a door on the ramp uh official official results there from caden um Next up, we had Matt fucking Justice, the AIW Intense Champion, putting that title on the line versus Zach Thomas. Um, we'll get to the end of the match. Like, that's something we will talk about. But the match as a whole, I kind of felt like for the most, it was Matt kind of kicking the shit out of Zach Thomas. I don't know if anybody else got that other than me, but th that's kind of my thoughts on it. Your thoughts on it, Charlie. So uh, this year, um, Zach Thomas has become a hardcore guy. He has faced Nick Gage. He has gotten into some crazy shit at WrestleRager. Uh, he just, he's done it all this year. And, uh, is he on a tear? He, no, because he usually is on the losing end <laughs> of these matches. However, uh, he's taken some nasty ass bumps in every single one of these matches and is up and out in the crowd watching the rest of the show uh not long after so props to him for being a tough motherfucker um yeah he uh him and justice uh they just they they tore the house down again we this is where we got in all the craziness these last matches here was all the the fun crazy goodness um yeah this was yeah and then the the whole we'll get to part, it which we'll talk about we'll, we'll get, get to, to it. it i'm not getting i'm not getting into it We'll get to it because it holds a special place in my heart. So, Pam, what were your thoughts on the match? <laughs> Whenever the show, like before the show started, I was looking around to see what Matt was going to jump off of. <laughs> Weren't we all? <laughs> Weren't yep. we? All? <laughs> yep. I, I was kind of sad it wasn't a, a thing that happened, but uh, I too felt that Matt pretty much like put a whooping on Zach. It, Zach has definitely. Uh, had his share of matches in 2019 where he can prove himself and this was definitely one of them he held his own against matt and i think uh this next coming year he's this it, he's gonna have a year ahead of him like this is gonna be zach's year he's gonna get more opportunities and have more chances and he's gonna be able to show us that he can hold his ground against anybody just give him the fucking chance um but it would have been cool to see Matt and him go off of something, though. 
So the end of the match. Basically, if I'm if I'm correct on on part of it, it was Alfonso like pulls his box, gets his box out, and opens it, and inside is a Miles Garrett jersey. Crowd's going fucking nuts. <laughs> also, in said box is a Steelers helmet. Uh, Fonzie kind of surprised me. He put on the jersey. It was Matt who grabbed the helmet, went to uh, a <laughs> to a football stance, and uh, tackled quarterback sacked Zach Thomas. Quarterback Zach Thomas. Uh, and actually, wait a minute. He uh, he put the actually no. He put the helmet on Zach. Get that right. Did the tackle, did the spear, rips the fucking helmet off of him, fucking knocks him in the head, Miles Garrett style. One, two, three, and that's how Matt Justice retained. If you want to catch a video, it is on the Wrestling Cheers Instagram. I I, I had to take a video of that, but fun story. Couple uh, couple weeks ago, you and I, uh, Charlie, were on a little road trip. And we had a conversation about the whole Miles Garrett situation because it was right afterwards. Yeah, we uh, we kind of discussed, wouldn't it be funny if uh, Matt Justice had a football helmet and used it in a match on somebody? And uh, I specifically said a Browns helmet with thumbtacks on it, which was backstage. I saw it after the show. So that did exist. Somebody did make that because uh, we did tweet that out. But... Uh, yeah, great minds think alike because they already had this kind of plan. So, props to Matt Justice for that. What were your thoughts on on that whole the whole incident, Pam? Well, it's funny because I was literally just like in the middle of a tweet, and I was like, "This match between Zach and Matt has been so fucking good." And then, like, literally as I'm tweeting it, that whole thing happened. So I pulled up the camera part on the tweet and I took a picture of it and I posted it. But it was I just thought it was hilarious. I'm like, oh my God, they're actually doing that. I just thought it was funny that it was right as I was tweeting. It was kind of like I was live tweeting the show at that point. It was like, oh no, it's got a mile scare jersey and a helmet. Next up we have the AIW tag team titles on the line. PME versus Bitcoin boys. I uh, I do love this matchup. I think PME did fantastic. And I think, you know, Bitcoin boys are, they're on their way up. Rookie team of the year, tag team of the year in AIW, probably hands down. Sorry, bulking season. But uh, numbers don't lie. And like those two have, have killed it in the very little time they've been together. So th- th- it was, it was a great match. What were your thoughts on it? Charlie. So I, I kind of left ringside for this match. I needed to get up and stretch my legs and stuff and, and get away from the small child. Um, and what else was bothering you? Oh, my sciatic as well. So, you know, <laughs> we got that going Yay! for us. I love being old. <laughs> right. So I went over and I, I uh, was talking with uh, the Bev for a little bit as we watched the match. And uh, two things really stood out to me. I could watch the these two tag teams wrestle several more times, and I hope I get to see them wrestle several more times, uh, preferably in, in different uh, matches with different rules, maybe two out of three falls. Um, and also, Mikey is a hardcore mofo and did the chair spot, bouncing it off the ropes perfectly like nobody ever does it anymore. He he mastered that rock chair shot off the off the ropes and hitting himself was perfect. Um, match was awesome. Loved it. Uh, definitely another uh, must see PME match. What are your thoughts on it, Pam? Um, I missed the beginning part of it because I went to the bathroom and like during the theme and the ladies' room had been puked near into in the doorway, so they had it close. So I had to go all the way out and stuff. But so by the time I came back, um, it had already began, and I did not miss that chair spot, though. I thought that was pretty cool. But uh, PME is my team in this match. Uh, they're definitely, um, <clears throat> excuse me, they're definitely uh, some of the best tag team guys here at AIW. Sorry, I'm having like, a huge brain fart. <laughs> my brain cells don't want to make sentences right now. Um I don't even smoke weed, and it happens to be all the time on the show. Dude, I'm not even high right now. Like, I don't understand what's <laughs> I happening. I didn't say you're I, high right now. 
I, I'm just, I'm just saying in general. Uh, but yeah, I'm having a hard time functioning today. It's been a been a rough one. But yeah, PME is fucking great, and these guys going up against uh Bitcoin boys. I was kind of worried because Bitcoin boys are up and coming, and they've got the Duke with them, and he's a a cheating motherfucker. As we found out on Saturday, there was some some games happening, but that's a different story for another day. Um, but I them two teams going up against each other. I was kind of worried for a second, but PME definitely uh had what it took against these guys and got that dub. Yes, it was PME retaining via the sun set dreams. Now, the only thing we got left is the main event. Joshua Ooh. Bishop versus Filthy Tom Lawler for the AIW Absolute Championship, and this has been something that's building since the end of Absolution. And now the time had finally come. Would Joshua Bishop become the AIW absolute champion? The match was fucking nuts. It was it was very high level Josh Bishop. I don't want to say the oh. highest because the highest is when he, he falls off stuff. And he does ab- yeah. <laughs> ab- absolute crazy shit. But I think it was still relatively up there. F- such a fucking awesome match. And then also, too, like Wes was, was kicked out for was supposed to be the whole match ended up coming out towards the end and uh somewhat affecting things but all in all before we get into like a lot of the finish and everything i I love this match and i think if you're gonna have a match main event hell on earth like this is it the the main event to my first hell on earth was madman pondo versus masada so normally you need to have a little bit of carnage you need to have some you need to have a real fucked up match at the end this kind of was it. What were your thoughts on it, Charlie? So if you remember at the um, end of Absolution, uh, Joey Janela's music hits and uh, somebody comes out on the stage with their back turned and we think, oh, maybe he's going to cash in and Josh Bishop attacks from behind. Well, t- Filthy Tom didn't forget that because uh, we got a little fake out of Filthy Tom on the stage with his back turned. And uh, he came up next to me. He uh, assaulted the small child that was next to me. <laughs> so thank you for that. Uh, got into the ring and uh, attacked them from behind. Uh, so I thought that was uh, really fitting that they kind of they they made some of that stuff into the the molded it into the match. Um, the match itself, like you said, was was crazy. It was it was a war. Um, some fans were getting rowdy and getting into it. Um, it was good oh, stuff. Oh, I forgot about the one. Fu- Listen, fans? <laughs> there, there, there was some, there was some fans in the corner, um, same side that we were on, but closer to the entrance ramp. Maybe I'm not the one that should be giving this speech because <laughs> I used to do this back in the turners all days with one Tim Donst, but I, I grew up. So you're, you're speaking to somebody who's been there, done that. Stop trying to put yourself fucking over. Don't try to start a fight with the wrestlers, especially ones named Filthy Tom Lawler. Of all the people to start a fight with, why would you pick one that's a legitimate badass that actually fucking, you know, has beaten the shit out of people? Like, wh- why? What What in people's mind makes them think, oh, this is going to be a good idea. This guy's a killing machine. Let's just poke at him. Like, people are dumb. Duh. Ugh. And he, he kind of got a shut the fuck up chant. So please, don't be that fan. Don't be that guy coming from a guy who was sent messages from Chandler Biggins of stuff that were posted on message board of people talking shit about me for trying to put myself over. And that's when I kind of got in grasp of like, yeah, what you're doing is going to be on the Internet. People are going to get it, whether it's going to be DVD, Blu-ray or MP4, and they won't know you. And they're going to think you're a fucking idiot. Don't be that guy. Anyway. Um, yes, I I want to know who the the fake filthy was. I, I have, tried to figure it out, and I could not figure it out. Um, a slight peek behind the curtain. When I was at uh, Good Company the, the next day, Al, Dustin Alberti was there along with Mikey Millennial. And... I kind of asked him, like, I'm like, who the fuck was the other guy? And Dustin was at the merch stand when that happened. And so was M- M- Mikey at his merch table. 
they had no idea who the fuck it was. So, I, well, I know it's not them. So I just I need to know who the fuck fake filthy was because we know who yeah. fake Joey was. That was Wes. I was this is what I was hoping. As weird as it sounds, I was hoping like that was Nick Gage, and that was like his going to be his payback. But the dude who was fake filthy was up there a really long time. Yeah, until they cut the music off. Um, one of the other fans uh, that takes photos said they knew who it was because they were talking about it at UXWA, and I can't remember who they said it was. No Joey. idea. But anyway, maybe it was jo- maybe it was Joey Janela. Maybe he <laughs> flew in to do this one spot. He can't be on TV, so he just comes up to his back. Okay, okay I don't really think it's that. But um, yeah, uh, winner of the match. We got. We didn't get to Pam. Did we get to Pam? Yeah. We no, we got to talk to okay. Pam. Okay, talk to Pam. Pam, what were your thoughts okay. on the match? So the fake out was amazing. Uh, Tom pretty much almost ran into me as he was cutting through the crowd. Uh, <clears throat> match was great. Lots of good spots. Uh, especially what we're about to talk about right now, and we'll just we'll just get into that. All right. Sorry for. Skipping over you, I was really excited for this. No, it's it's totally cool, because this part is way cooler than anything that I have to say, so. <laughs> uh, your winner and new AIW Absolute Champion, Joshua fucking Bishop. Uh, if I'm correct, he is the first student from the AIW school to become champion. I think his rise to that championship also very quick for holding the intense title earlier this year just fucking madness from the dude uh mad props to to him and and winning it it was fucking awesome but unfortunately for for young josh bishop uh filthy tom was pissed and not only did he beat the shit out of him but he beat the shit out of wes so he walks to the back that's the end of the night so any final thoughts or last minute plugs before we oh because that was not it. People left early. I'm going to say this, and this is what I was thinking in the moment. The show isn't over until you hear Steve Guy get on the mic and tell you make sure to see us at the after party and come to the next show. And as soon as you start to see them like taking down the ring too, like it's definitely fucking over. This match and Filthy Tom going to the back, we did not hear that. There was this really weird, strange silence normally knowing the the like the pattern of things going aiw we would i I was waiting for it i was already almost out the door (laughs) that thank you to uh mr dustin there for being a pal telling me to hang back but like yeah i was i was ready to go since i was parked all the way at the end of the parking lot (laughs) but all of a sudden pantera hits out comes Fonzie, comes out with a piece of paper and saying that Matt Justice won the Jaylet tournament and he gets a championship title match whenever he wants and he is cashing in now. Out comes fucking Matt Justice and he fucking does it. Fucking Matt Justice is your AIW absolute and the intense champion, the first dual champion in AIW history. And before we get into what Charlie thinks and what Pam thinks, this has been something that's been talked about off mic on this podcast, which is weird to say because if we're off mic, we're not on the podcast. But anyway, when we've had these recordings, if you go back to, I think it's the review for Absolution, or maybe it's the review for WrestleRager, something's kind of talked about without fully mentioning of what we think is going to happen, but we're going to wait. When we uh, stopped recording, we talked about it. And what we thought what was going to happen, it was this. It was Filthy Tom Lawler losing to Joshua Bishop. And then you have Matt Justice come out and cash in. Maybe maybe a rematch next month? So we end the year with the like pretty much the feud of the year in AIW, but that aside, this is what we thought was going to happen. So I was waiting. If it didn't happen at this show, I figured Matt was going to cash in and announce at WrestleMania because people in AIW have told me before that the faces cash in by announcing it, the heels just fucking cash in. So that goes against that logic, and I never fucking believed 
that that would be stuck to that T. I knew it had to happen. So if it didn't happen here, it was then. So I remember looking over to Charlie, and I'm like, if Steve Guy doesn't say shit, we're not fucking leaving. Or something along those lines. I'm like, I'm waiting for that. Music hit. We went fucking nuts. I'm so pumped that this fucking happened um, beyond words. Was it predictable? A little bit. Was it the right thing? Absolutely. Because it made a moment. What were your thoughts on the cash-in? Start with Pam. So, like I said, almost missed it, but... Like the Goldsteins. The Goldsteins fucking left and missed it. Sorry, guys. So, so sad. I can't believe it. But, like, uh, getting to see it happen was fucking epic. Uh, old Maddie Two Belts just uh, taking over AIW, man. Watch out. Watch out, PME. He's going <laughs> to become his own tag team. Yeah, I was going to say the next tag team champion matchup. Can, can we see that happen? So he just looks at the camera and goes, Shayna, I'm coming for you. I was going to say that. Oh my god, yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, what were your thoughts on the cash in, Charlie? Um, I've I mean, like you said, we kinda it's been talked about. Um I kinda felt like it was either gonna be as soon as it happened with Bishop winning and then it being cashed in, or I felt like they could long play the long con on it and kinda wait till uh Mania weekend. I'm glad I got to be here live to see it though, because uh, as cool as it would have been on Mania Weekend, it was still better that uh, I got to see it live. It's always better to see it live, so I was real happy. And uh, you and I and Amanda all got our uh, pictures with them after too. So I got to tell him that you know it's something that we had been talking about. Complimented him on the Miles Garrett thing because that's something you and I had talked about and Amanda mm-hmm. said he looked like Jason Momoa and he seemed to really <laughs> like that compliment. Um, all in all, fucking great show. What were, you, what were your guys' uh, thoughts on the the whole show, Hell on Earth 15? Start with Charlie. Uh, you know, I when it comes to AIW, I expect one thing, and that's uh, to get my money's worth. Uh, they've never let me down. Uh, they're that uh, Cleveland sport that doesn't disappoint. Um, 110%. They always put on a hell of a show. It's always worth my money. Uh, I don't think I've ever, ever left disappointed, and they continue that trend with this show, and uh, I'll be back in December. How about you, Pam? Show was great. Um, I can never say anything bad about an AIW show. Like It's like pizza. I can never have bad pizza. Um, have you had Chuck E. Cheese pizza? Because that's about as worse as it gets. Oh, that's very true. But, yeah, the show was great. Um, always a good time. At ARW, and I can't wait for the next one, uh, and the one after that, and the one after that. <laughs> Continue my streak. Yeah, fucking, I, I lo- love this show. You know, Hell on Earth was my, like I, I've mentioned a few times on this, this podcast, that it was my first show. So I always, like, come to this as, like, you know, this is my beginning of a new year for me in AIW of uh, whatever year. I think this is, like, my... Eight, going into my eighth year now, fucking nice. Love, love the progress that AIW has done. I can't remember whether I've said it on this show or not. I know we were talking about it beforehand, but I, I recently kind of threw in Hell Under Seven, and like I looked at the crowd, and I was just like, "Wow, that is like a, a minor fraction of like what we get now, and especially what we got on this show." Um, like we said, the venue was great, the card was great, the ending was phenomenal. I had a pretty awesome time so uh, that will i mean that's pretty much it any uh, final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go start with pam um i mean you know i'm on the tweets you guys can find me on there at pamela nicole it's pamela with two a's at the end underscore n-i-c-o-l-e-e um follow me for funny tweets about things and the rassles uh same name on instagram as well how about you, Charlie Butters? Uh, Charlie underscore Butters on the uh, Twitter machine. Uh, you can also check out my podcast, Not Ready for Primetime Wrestling. Uh, we're doing a uh, Bizarre Lucha review uh, this Sunday. Uh, currently, we have up a uh, WCW Saturday night uh, show that we did a watch-along to. 
uh, which has some funny stuff in it. Um, and you can follow them on uh, Twitter at, at not ready, the number four PTW. And yeah, that's, that's about it for me. And of course, you can find myself at Heavyset330 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, much like you can find this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash Wrestling Cheers, Twitter.com slash Wrestling Cheers, and Instagram.com slash Wrestling Cheers. Email, if you so choose, as I, Wrestling Cheers at gmail.com. Once again, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Check out our friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, Old School at the Movies, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Let the Hate Flow Through You, Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, Road Home from Wrestling, Haunted Home Video, The Indie Cast, Center of the Universe, Sobros Network, UXWA Today, Big Gold Belt Podcast, The Co-Host Wrestling Show, Spotlight Series, I Got Your Five Stars, not ready for primetime wrestling, and it's evolution, baby. Check out our other non-podcast friends, such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, Powerslam.tv, use Russian Cheers, all one word, and get your first month free, Mouse's Wrestling Adventure, Sickening Pictures, Good Company, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, Wrestle Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name especially when you are a lifer. Later. Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Would you like you get away? Sometimes you want to go away. Yeah!